Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Hi, beloved. Good morning, dear ones. <clears throat> How are you? I'll tell you, since we arrived at Beloit, Kansas, this is our first snow. <clears throat> and we are projected to get between 5 and 12 inches. The schools are closed today. Um, that may or may not be a good thing. In Beloit, it's not a good thing because so many people, even large families, including large families, have moved to Beloit because of St. John's Catholic schools. They are outstanding. I know the staff. I, we've met uh, many, many of the children, and they're truly outstanding. I ask families with 8, 10, 11, 12 children, what made you come to Beloit? And they said the school. So you know if you want to move to a beautiful fairy town, uh, fairy taleish town, and you have children and uh, you want to send them to a good Catholic school, um, you, can, you can move to Beloit. We'll spread out and build homes for you. So, um, and there are homes available to buy. So... Um, it's just so beautiful here with the snow. It, it really looks like a motion picture. It's so gorgeous. Um, dear ones, um, uh, we are um, seemingly getting many calls on the vaccine. And I understand it. I've had friends and people call. They don't know what to do about the vaccine. Many people are afraid and they want to take it. Um, it a while back, I read an article um, it was Bishop um, Snyder's, uh, Athanasius Snyder's uh, comment, his article on the vaccine. Let me just see if I can, let me just, I just had it and I closed it by mistake. There it is. Okay. I'm going to reread that article. Um, many people uh, were not here when we read it the first time. Um, and it's it's excellent, as I think um, Everything Bishop Snyder writes is excellent. He's right on top of everything. Um, and so the, the title is Bishop Snyder, Athanasius Snyder, Auxiliary Bishop of Astana um, uh, in Pakistan. Uh, Bishop Snyder on COVID vaccines, quote, the ends cannot justify the means, which of course is what I've said over and over and over again. Um, <clears throat> it was written in uh, mid-December. And um, we don't do evil that good may come. And many people are fighting this because they say there are COVID, uh, vaccines that are not made with aborted fetal cells. And I would agree, except they're tested to make the vaccine. They use aborted fetal cells to test it and to make it. Now, there might be a vaccine that's completely free of that. I've not heard of it. I don't know. Uh, I wish if you did know that, you would let me know. But again, it cannot even be tested or made um, with aborted fetal cells. Um, and again, you may not agree with that, but this is the moral standing of the church. Um, and so Bishop 
Snyder's article is on the moral illicitness of the use of vaccines made from cells derived from aborted human fetuses. That's what this article is about. The use of vaccines, the illicitness uh, of the use of vaccines made from cells derived from aborted human fetuses. And um, let me see... um, I'll just begin at the beginning. Uh, In recent weeks, news agencies and various information sources have reported that in response to the COVID-19 emergency, some countries have produced vaccines using cell lines from aborted human fetuses. In other countries, such vaccines are being planned. A growing chorus of churchmen, bishops' conferences, individual bishops and priests has said that in the event that no alternative vaccine using ethically licit substances is available, it would be morally permissible for Catholics to receive vaccines made from the cell lines of aborted babies. I'm going to tell you straight off, I don't agree with that. We don't do evil that good may come, even because nothing good is around. I don't I, I don't. Um, I don't support that. I don't agree with that. It's not official church teaching. It's simply um, a growing chorus of churchmen, bishops' conferences, individual bishops and priests feel that way or said that. Supporters of this position invoke two documents of the Holy See. The first, from the Pontifical Academy for Life, is titled, quote, Moral Reflections on Vaccines Prepared from Cells Derived from Aborted Human Fetuses. And it was issued on June 19, 2005. The second, an instruction from the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith is titled Dignitas Personae on Certain Bioethical Questions. The Dignity of the Person on Certain Bioethical Questions and was issued on September 8, 2008. Both of these documents allow for the use of such vaccines in exceptional cases and for a limited time on the basis of what in moral theology is passive, remote, or rather remote, passive material cooperation with evil. Um, I spoke about this last time I read this article. I'll just continue with the article. The aforementioned documents assert that Catholics who use such vaccines at the same time, quote, have the duty to make known their disagreement and to ask that their health care system make other types of vaccines available. There's a straight-out blatant contradiction. Absolutely a contradiction. An instruction from the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith is titled Dignitas Personae on Certain Bioethical Questions, issued September 8, 2008. Both of these documents, listen to this, these two sentences... Both of these documents allow for the use of such vaccines in exceptional cases and for a limited time. All I can think of, which I mentioned last time, last week, I think, uh, maybe the week before, is the, uh, for the first time, use limited uh, in exceptional cases of abortion. 1930, England Lambeth Council 
um, where abortion was okayed for the very first time in all of Christianity for women within marriage, pregnant women within marriage whose health was threatened by her pregnancy. She might die because of her pregnancy. For the first time, Christianity decided in one uh, remote uh, uh, situation that it was okay to murder a baby to save the woman. That's the first time, exceptional cases, yes, you could murder the baby in order to save the mother's life. I wish we'd call it what it is. We should stop calling it abortion and say murder, because that's what it is. We're murdering a child to save a woman, Um, the mother. Um, that's not our prerogative. That's up to God. God has never given us that right. Those in the Old Testament who killed a pregnant woman was responsible for two deaths. So both of these documents allow for the use of such vaccines in exceptional cases and for a limited time on the basis of what in moral theology, theology is called remote passive material cooperation. It's not remote, beloved. It's not passive, and it's certainly um, um, what is called remote, passive, and material cooperation. We're cooperating with that abortion. It doesn't matter the time between the abortion and are using that dead baby's cells. Um, the, affirmation, uh, the aforementioned documents assert that Catholics who use such vaccines at the same time have, quote, the duty to make known their disagreement and to ask that their health care system make other types of vaccines available. So someone is taking the vaccine on the basis that it's remote, uh, manufactured by um, uh, or aborted baby cells on the basis that they call that remote, passive, and material cooperation with evil. Um, and those who take the vaccine at the same time uh, have the duty to make known their disagreement. Well, why are they taking it if they disagree? And to ask that their health care system make other types of vaccines available. I don't agree with the, with the uh, vaccine made from bordered Uh, aborted baby cells. I don't agree with the murdering of babies in order to make a vaccine that's going to save my life no matter how many years later. I don't agree with that. Um, But So I have a duty to make known my disagreement while I'm taking it. I'm taking it to save my life, but I want to tell you I don't agree with it, um, and I'm going to ask the healthcare system to make other types of vaccines available, but I'll take it uh, just to save my life. Thank you very much. How that makes sense morally makes sense for any Catholic, for any Christian, is Twilight Zone to me. I don't understand it. There's the music for our break, beloved. We'll be back right after the break, and um, we'll take your calls, your texts, your emails. Uh, after the second break, our toll-free number is one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back.
We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day, and we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustain Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash sustain life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations, thank you for helping to save the culture. Praise be to Jesus. Hi, this is Joe McLean, host of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show, joining you on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. We'll keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and breaking news stories of the day. That's the Catholic Drive Time, weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. We'll see you then. May God love you. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener supported. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support and may God bless you and your family. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm thrilled to be with you. We are right in the middle of, uh, or actually more toward the beginning of an article on vaccines and the licitness or illicitness of being not only made with aborted um, uh, fetal cells, but um, uh, even if the vaccine itself is not, it is it is made from baby the the design the experimentation the testing is tested with baby aborted fetal cells um <clears throat> Uh, will continue. In the case of vaccines made from the cell lines of aborted human fetuses, we see a clear contradiction between the Catholic doctrine to categorically and beyond the shadow of any doubt reject abortion in all cases as a grave moral evil that cries out to heaven for vengeance <clears throat> straight, in the, straight from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And the practice of regarding vaccines derived from aborted fetal cells, derived from um, as morally acceptable in uh, exceptional cases of urgent need on the grounds of remote passive material cooperation to argue that such vaccines be morally licit if there is no alternative 
is in itself contradictory and cannot be acceptable for Catholics. I cannot agree more with this. I cannot agree more. If you want to read and reread this article, beloved, just type in Bishop Athanasius Snyder and vaccines. One ought to recall the following words of Pope John Paul II regarding the dignity of unborn human life. Quote, the inviolability of the person, which is a reflection of the absolute inviolability of God, finds its primary and fundamental expression in the inviolability of human life. It cannot be violated at any stage. Above all, the common outcry, which is justly made on behalf of human rights, for example, the right to health, to home, to work, to family, to culture, is false and illusory if the right to life, the most basic and fundamental right, and the conclusion for all other personal, the condition rather, for all other personal rights is not defended with maximum determination. Those are the words of um, St. John Paul II, Christopher Dalis, Laici, number 38. <clears throat> Using vaccines made from the cells of murdered unborn children contradicts a maximum determination to defend unborn life. The theological principle of material cooperation is certainly valid and may be applied to a whole host of cases such as paying taxes, the use of products made from slave labor, and so on. However, this principle can hardly be applied to the case of vaccines made from fetal cell lines because those who knowingly and voluntarily receive such vaccines enter into a kind of concatenation, albeit very remote, with the process of the abortion industry. The crime of abortion is so monstrous that any kind of concatenation with this crime, even a very remote one, is immoral and cannot be accepted under any circumstances by a Catholic once he has become fully aware of it. Although steps, even if he steps removed through a series of chemical processes of one's, one of mankind's greatest crimes. Here in, in, in bold type, the crime of abortion is so monstrous that any kind of concatenation with this crime, even a very remote one, is immoral and cannot be accepted under any circumstances by a Catholic once he has become fully aware of it. Any link to the abortion process, I'm continuing with the article, any link to the abortion process, even the most remote and implicit will cast a shadow over the church's duty to bear unwavering witness to the truth that abortion must be utterly rejected. Utterly means always and in every circumstance, no exception. The ends cannot justify the means. We are living through one of the worst genocides known to man. Millions upon millions of babies across the world have been slaughtered in their mother's womb. And day after day, this hidden genocide continues through the abortion industry, through biomedical research, 
a biomedical research and fetal technology, and a push by governments and international bodies to promote such vaccines as one of their goals. Now is not the time for Catholics to yield. To do so would be grossly irresponsible. The acceptance acceptance of these vaccines by Catholics on the grounds that they involve only a remote, passive, and material cooperation with evil would play into the hands would play into the hands of the church's enemies and weaken her as the last stronghold against the evil of abortion. What else can a vaccine derived from fetal cell lines be other than a violation of the God-given order of creation? For it is based on a serious violation of this order through the murder of an unborn child. Had this child not been denied the right to life, had his cells, which have been further cultivated several times in the lab, had his cells not been made available for the production of a vaccine, they could not be marketed. We therefore have here a double violation of God's holy order. On the one hand, on the one hand through the abortion itself, and on the other hand through the heinous business of trafficking and marketing the remains of aborted children. Yet this double disregard for the divine order of creation can never be justified, not even on the grounds of preserving the health of a person or society through such vaccines. Our society has created a substitute religion. Health has been made the highest good, a substitute God, small g, to whom sacrifices must be offered, in this case, through a vaccine based on the death of another human life. In examining the ethical questions surrounding vaccines, we have to ask ourselves, how and why did all of this become possible? It's a good question. How and why did all of this become possible? Was there truly no alternative? Why did murder-based technology emerge in medicine, whose purpose is instead to bring life and health? Biomedical research that exploits the innocent unborn and uses their bodies as raw material for the purpose of vaccines seems more akin to cannibalism than medicine. We also ought to consider that for some in the biomedical industry, the cell lines of unborn children are a product. The abortionist and vaccine manufacturer are the supplier, and the recipients of the vaccine are consumers. We're consuming babies. Cannibalism. We are consumers. Technology based on murder is rooted in hopelessness and, in, and ends in despair. We must resist the myth that there is no alternative. On the contrary, we must proceed with the hope and conviction that alternatives exist, and we know they do exist, and that human ingenuity with the help of God can discover them. This is the only way to pass from darkness to light 
and from death to life. I wish, dear ones, let me just see if I can bring this up. I watched a um, video yesterday. Um, Let me see if I can get it again. If I can, I'm going to give you... Oh, dear. I don't think I'll bring it up. I don't think I'll be able to bring it up. I probably... um, No, I'm so sorry. I did watch it yesterday, but I think I simply deleted it, unfortunately. I'm going to try to get it back again today, uh, perhaps during our second break, and give you that URL for it. I think it's a video that every single person should watch. Um, The article continues, The Lord said that in the end times... Even the elect will be seduced, Mark chapter 13. Today, the entire church and all Catholic faithful must urgently seek to be strengthened in the doctrine and practice of the faith. In confronting the evil of abortion more than ever, Catholics must, quote unquote, abstain from all appearance even of evil. Bodily health, excuse me, bodily health is not an absolute value. Obedience to the law of God and the eternal salvation of the souls must be given primacy. Vaccines derived from the cells of cruelly murdered unborn children are clearly apocalyptic in character and may possibly foreshadow the mark of the beast. Some churchmen in our day reassure the faithful by affirming that receiving a COVID-19 vaccine derived from the cells of an aborted child is morally licit if an alternative is not available. There's no such law in the church. We don't murder that good may come. They justify their assertion on the basis of material and remote cooperation with evil. We never cooperate with evil. Material and remote cooperation with evil. Such affirmations... Excuse me. Such affirmations are extremely anti-pastoral and counterproductive, especially when one considers the increasingly apocalyptic character of the abortion industry and the inhuman the human nature of some biomedical research and embryonic technology. Now, more than ever, Catholics categorically cannot encourage and promote the sin of abortion, even in the slightest, by accepting these vaccines. Therefore, as successors of the apostles and shepherds responsible for the eternal salvation of souls, we consider it impossible to be silent and maintain an ambiguous attitude regarding our duty to resist with maximum determination against the unspeakable crime of abortion. Those are the words of Pope John Paul II and um, uh, the document from Vatican II, Gaudium et Spes. 
There's the music for our second break. Beloved, we're going to come back after this break and take your calls, your texts, your emails. Call in toll-free, 1-877-511-5483. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. The iCatholic Radio mobile app is two apps in one. Your place to hear great Catholic programs and music. Here's what listeners are saying about the updated iCatholic Radio mobile app. Through the iCatholic Radio app, I have listened to the sermons and teachings several times. The effect has been a deeper understanding of my faith and Catholic tradition. This app has truly been a blessing in my life and has increased my faith. With the new app, you can choose to listen to our programs like Mother Miriam Live or The Catholic Current whenever you like. But you can also switch over to the best in contemporary music by Catholic artists. We even bring you hours of Gregorian chant every Sunday morning. If you do not currently have our app, download it to your iPhone through the Apple Store or to your Android phone by going to Google Play and searching iCatholic Radio. The updated iCatholic Radio mobile app, your one stop for great Catholic programs and music. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm so pleased to have you here, and I'm pleased to be with you. Uh, I don't have you here in Beloit, um, where we're expecting 5 to 12 inches of snow. It's a winter wonderland. It is so unspeakably gorgeous. I know people can't go out. The elderly are compromised. I know that. We have to help everybody, but it's just so gorgeous. Um, we are going to take your calls, your texts, your emails, um, and um, during this whole half hour, our lines are wide open, and I, um, let's see, the toll-free number is one 511 5483 You can text at that number as well, and our email is mother at the station of the cross.com. We have a text um, from someone who writes it anonymously and says, many companies such as Microsoft, Pepsi, Starbucks, Boeing, even Verizon, <clears throat> strongly support abortion by directly giving money to companies like Planned Parenthood. Here's the question. When we buy a Pepsi to use our, or use our Verizon cell phone, 
or take a plane ride on a Boeing jet or use Microsoft products online? Are we materially cooperating with evil? I tell you, um, that's um, a very difficult question. I want to tell you my heart says yes. Um, And I will tell you, therefore, that I cooperate with evil. Um, There was a time that when I, I said, I'll, I'll never go to Starbucks again. Um, I'm not going to do this again. I'm not going to watch that again. I'm not going to use that phone company or this phone company. And then I found out that the, um, the sources they use support abortion. Uh, the phone lines they hook into, it is, it is very, very difficult. Even pro-life phone sources still have to hook in to other major networks um, to reach internationally, and we find out that those uh, are associated with evil. So I say um, when we use such um, products from companies that do cooperate with evil um, because they support Planned Parenthood or other uh, such evils. Um, If we use them, are we cooperating with evil? Beloved, I'm not giving you a church teaching. I'm giving you my heart. The answer is yes. Have I stopped using all of them? I have not. Does that mean I'm cooperating with evil? I am. Uh, This is not an excuse. It's a choice. We live in an evil society, and it's very difficult to buy food these days, to go into a supermarket, to get anything. This is not an excuse. It's very difficult to do anything or get anything um, without finding out that this manufacturer does this, that does that. It's very difficult. So can we utterly limit, can we do all the research and utterly limit ourselves to what is pure? I think we can. We'll probably become the Amish, and I applaud them, but um, I think we can. Do I think we should? I, I, I can't give you God's answer for that. In order to be online with you, in order to have electricity and electro- technology and all the products we do, somewhere along the line we're going to find that some products or parts are connected with abortion or some moral evil. I um, had an offer one day, I won't tell you from who, but personally, to be part of something that um, our community, our religious community, would have been cared for monetarily. We could have built the biggest monastery. We could have millions of dollars. We could do it all if we would just help this one um, good uh, Christian Catholic organization. If we would only do that, we would have everything, everything. And the, the owners pleaded with me, emailed, pleaded. And the only reason I did not is because of one particular product, an ingredient that went into their product that was from a company that supports Planned Parenthood. And they said they, they, it's only 
they just have to use their name and in order to use their name they need and get all the financing they need just this tiny ingredient to go into their product and and the ingredient itself isn't harmful but the company who produces it is immoral in what they do and i turned down millions of dollars and everything that would have come to our community even internationally because of that one thing and i called the president and i said as long as you have this one ingredient in order to use this company's name and one ingredient in your product i won't use it i won't do it and um they've never understood that they were disappointed they try to talk me out of it every which way and i said i won't do it I won't do it. So we'll have millions. We won't have any problems anymore monetarily, nothing. I will not do it. Now, um, that's how strongly I feel. And yet, I won't support something. Particularly, I'm not going to do ads for Microsoft or Pepsi or Starbucks or Boeing. I'm not going to do ads for them. I'm not going to help promote them. But do I use their products I do. Now, you may call me a hypocrite, and I wouldn't blame you if you did. It's very hard to use any phone company today whatsoever who does not hook in to companies that support abortion and that put Biden in office and all of that. Very, very. The, we live in an evil society. Is it possible to do that? It's possible, um, but we wouldn't be using the Internet. We wouldn't be using computers, all of that. It's possible. The evil is so widespread, but yes, it's possible. As I said, we go into the country, we'd have horse and buggy and... Um, make the, uh, the buggies ourselves, feed the horses with organic feed and grow our own food and live without electricity, it's possible. We don't choose to do that in this world and we, we really don't choose it because we want very much to get the message of salvation out to the whole world and to every creature. And we are a party to the use of these products from companies that... Um, engage and uh, coordinate with evil, we do use these products. I don't know if there's anyone listening to me who doesn't. That doesn't excuse anybody. Um, I think we are cooperating with evil. I don't know how to say anything else. I can't say no because our intention is wrong. I don't think the intention is the case. We're cooperating. We're benefiting products from um, companies that support evil, same-sex marriage, abortion, uh, stem cell research, euthanasia. We're doing it. I'm doing it by speaking to you over the Internet. It's an absolute grief, but uh, the but doesn't excuse anything. But I'll tell you personally, I choose to live in this evil world and to reach out with the gospel of truth. Uh, with the only thing that saves, I choose that. So um, everybody could have their own opinion on that, and everybody can have a way of excusing it. Um, I'm not excusing it. I'm saying it's my choice, because I think the greater evil would be to remain silent on what we know will save people in the world. Um, 
and the building were on fire and I was shouting for everybody to get out and I had the only water hose in the place and it was made from uh, illegitimate products. I'm going to use that water hose to put the, the fire out. But I'm not going to use the murder of a baby to save my life. That's a little far. That's a little far. So um, maybe someone can call in with uh, further thoughts on what I'm saying. Um, So if you, the text was, are we materially cooperating with evil? I think we are. I think it's very, I don't know, almost in this world we can escape cooperation with evil, even if it's not our intent, even if we're ignorant of it. Um, it's such an evil world today that I, I believe we're cooperating with it, but um, not intentionally, not, again, um, uh, not taking life for life. Uh, Valerie, dear, Valerie from Virginia is on the line. Hello, Hi, Mother. Valerie. Hi, sweetie. Good How morning. are you? How are you? Good. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Uh, thanks for calling in, Valerie. How's the temperature? How's the weather in Virginia? It's raining right now. Okay. We have some okay. rain. It's cold, and it's cold. cold okay. <laughs> All yes, right, sweetie. Yes. Um, I have I have a, a quick question and then a a quick aside for you. Surely. Okay. So my question is: When did you send out the Christmas package? Because I I haven't received mine yet. Oh, are you serious? Right. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we sent it out mid-December. Um, okay. I'm telling you, I just received something back yesterday that I sent out in October, a mail. Oh, wow. And it first came back. The mail is horrendous, but I, it's it amazing. <laughs> if you have not received that package, Virginia, um, uh, Valerie, rather, um, uh, I am going to look you up on our um, mailing list and make sure okay. it was sent out to you. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let me just, um, well, I don't want to give away your last name or anything on uh, the air, um, but I will, I will do what I can to look okay. up Valerie in Virginia. You might be the only Valerie in Virginia to see if it went <laughs> out and, and double-check that, Valerie. I tell you what, are you sure you're on our mailing list? I'm positive because oh, I've that's received, um, yes, because every, of, everything the, um, else. of being a, um, you know, studying to be an oblate, too. Oh, there you go. Okay, mm-hmm. wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hold on one minute. Let me just... Uh, okay, I'll I'll have to. I can't take the time right now, Virginia. But I will look into it, and if it's okay. possible, we'll send you out a second one. And my okay. la- my last name begins with an S. S so for that Sam. That will help you. An yes. S for Sam. So okay, that, so it's Valerie S. Uh-huh. Yeah, that'll definitely help, Valerie. God bless you, okay. dear one. And, and I again, just wanna, if, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Oh, if, if I may say, I, I just wanted to share with you a a couple of years ago because I, this has been on my heart to share this with you because I, I know that you'll appreciate this. Uh, um, during my my ongoing conversion, um, yes, that that's still happening, of course. But a couple of years ago, um, I, I knew nothing about the Blessed Mother or anything. And mm-hmm. one day, God said to me very clearly, um, uh, G- no, Jesus said to me very clearly, excuse me, now that you know my father, let me introduce you to my mother. Oh, and it my. was like, game over. <laughs> I'm, I'm a goosebump. It was amazing. I have to I'm, tell you, that was the most profound thing I think that's 
because it was so clear. I'm like, an ac- so I'm a full clear. goosebump. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and How he has great. been introducing me to his mother ever since. <laughs> How great! Well, you know, Valerie. Yesterday, yes. we here in our community began a novena to Our Lady of Good Success, whose mm-hmm. feast day is our feast day, uh, February second. The presentation of the Lord in the temple and the purification of Mary. We um, it's it's our feast day. Um, uh-huh. And um, it, Our Lady of Good Success, if you don't know her, look up Our Lady under the title of Our Lady of Good Success, and you'll see an uh, almost unbelievable story. So, um, very wonderful. I will. I one. have been reading every, since then I've been reading every book on Mary that I could get my hands on. You are amazing. Our, our mother loves you. She's I love after her. You. Oh, how great. I love this call, Valerie. God bless you. We have Margaret on the line. Margaret, Thank hold you, on mother. to You're welcome, sweetheart. We'll be with you, Margaret, right after the break. And anyone else can call in toll-free during the break, one 877 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is at a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. beloved, this is Mother Miriam. Many of you are familiar with Mother Miriam Live, but I wonder if you have listened to some of the other programs from the Station of the Cross, such as the Catholic Current. Father Robert McTague discusses important topics in the church and in the world each weekday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You can listen anytime to the Catholic Current as a podcast on the iCatholic Radio mobile app. Hello, this is Father Frank Pavone of Priests for Life. In 1959, the United Nations issued the Declaration on the Rights of the Child. This document states, quote, The child, by reason of his physical and mental immaturity, needs special safeguards and care, including appropriate legal protection before as well as after birth, end quote. To us in the pro-life movement, it's clear that abortion is not consistent with such a statement. This is Father Frank Pavone, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. 
Welcome back, beloved. Concerning the um, COVID vaccine, um, uh, totally, just totally, uh, every question you can possibly have. um, uh, I saw a video yesterday that was... um, Uh, The video to top all videos, Dr. Simone Gold, S-I-M, S for Sam, I-M for Mary, O-N for Nancy E. Dr. Simone Gold, G-O-L-D, the truth about the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, You can go on to YouTube and uh, then just type in Dr. Simone Gold, the truth about the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, it's going to be eye-opening for you, and I would recommend that everyone watch that. Um, Margaret, dear one from Illinois, are you there? Yes, I am, Mother. I'm glad. Thanks for holding on, dear one. Yeah, Mother, thank you very much for taking my call. And I want to say first, you are the light um, in this today dark and evil world. Mm. And I want to say thank you for being so open and straightforward for what mm-hmm. abortion is all about and yeah. what the vaccine is all about. Uh, about. Yes, yes. And I just, I tell you, I found you last month um, on on my phone on the, um, and I found the icon so I can listen to the radio and all those um, programs. And it's Good. an eye-opening uh, and I've been transferring and telling my friends to listen and I constantly forward your show to friends who want to take the vaccine so yes. I am able to mm. open their eyes so to me you are truly you're a foot soldier and thank you Margaret I just mother Marion you open my eyes you help me to be a Catholic and mm. stand up for what is the truth so I I cannot say thank you and for being courageous and speaking up the truth. And um, let me tell you what I want to also address, and I feel free to address it because some of the stations, when I try to call and address that issue, I was silenced. Mm. So even they are Catholic stations. That's Mm -hmm. what is happening. I want to speak boldly. I am not afraid, like St. John Paul II says, be not afraid. And I will not afraid. And to me, you are his soldier. You speak the truth. Thank you, Margaret. I am so appalled that sometimes I just feel I cannot go on. When you talk about evil of abortion and how we as Catholics can go on and continue. When you have a Pope Francis, and our Cardinal here in Illinois, Cardinal Supic, openly praising Pope Francis, praising Biden for what he is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you read his, it's straight, his praise. I, I didn't. I saw it's, there's it's an article on him today, but it's straight out evil. I know. Straight I know. up evil. And <laughs> I think that more people like yourself should take up and say to Pope, you know, you are not a pope. You are an anti-pope. You okay, are now, not defending Hold on, Margaret. Let me just tell yeah. you, on radio, sweetheart, that's where we have to draw the line. Um, this is not um, acceptable um, conversation on radio. Not because we're afraid, but because... It is God who judges him. As the Apostle Paul says, he says, I can't even judge myself. It's God who judges me. 
we can think a number of things, we can be confused, we can come against things that are said that are absolutely not church teaching, black and white, clear, but um, I don't want to publicly call Pope Francis an anti-pope because history will tell us that, or the next pope will tell us that, but that's not something we can judge or say. We can think it um, and we can absolutely pray for him. He has caused um, unbounded confusion uh, by speaking against the Catholic faith in many ways. And there are certain cardinals, Bishop Snyder and Cardinal Burke and others that have pointed out what is against the faith, but no one has called him an anti-pope. We have to be careful that in our frustration and anger, we don't make those statements, and, and certainly not publicly. Um. I agree. Um, I agree. Um, um, my point is maybe I misspoke, but I agree with you because mm-hmm. I believe the same way that God will judge him. Of and course, as he judge us. That's right, sweetie. That's right. Yes, other I'm, bishops, our cardinals, can point it out the, the wrong. Yeah. It's so wrong. So yeah. so against Catholic. Uh, I would say against teaching against humanity. How abortion, evil of abortion, yeah. can. You can praise a person who wants to uh, kill innocent children, yeah. uh, children mm-hmm. who are so helpless in mother's yeah. womb, and right. and call the other person how wonderful and send him blessings. No. I just I think we need to draw the line. And yeah, I, I agree, and that's that's something we can can bring out and discuss. It's a, it's an utter contradiction, and it is evil. Uh, we just cannot make that judgment about Pope Francis. Um, and again, certainly not publicly. So I, I'm saying that to you because my heart is 100% with you, Margaret. And I need to be also uh, uh, careful of other callers who might do that. Because um, it, it's just not what the stance that we can take, even if we are concerned about that in our heart. Yeah, also, you see, um, this is what the problem and issue is. Even we should be able to... Uh, raise our voice and i am very grateful for uh, bishop schneider and yeah and we must raise our voice very grateful mm-hmm. for um for the bishop uh, strickland i listened yep. to his podcast and he really calls what it is that's right truly that's courageous right. courageous yeah. bishop who speaks the truth and who do not or are not afraid to speak what it is and how wrong it is yes. I'm, I'm sorry that i'm speaking but i just I just no, Margaret, let on. me clarify something. Um, don't be sorry that you're speaking. I, I absolutely love you, and I love your uncompromising Catholic heart. I absolutely love it. When you listen to Bishop Snyder, Cardinal Burke, um, uh, um, Bishop Strickland, uh, and others, um, you will hear them talk about what is heresy, if the Holy Father is teaching something that is heresy, that is against Catholic teaching, but you will not hear them call him an anti-pope or the false prophet or anything else. You will never hear that from them. Um, We still uh, are under the God who created the Catholic Church, said the gates of hell will not prevail against it, and sometimes we need to separate the office from the man who holds it. 
um, except when he speaks matters of truth and morals that are binding on the faithful. But um, we can make judgments and speak clearly about what the Pope teaches or fails to teach, but not attack the man himself. That's, that's the issue. I agree. I, I agree. His, um, his teaching is, is, is against Catholic faith or what the Catholic faith teaches in a Catechism. I agree with you. And um, let's leave the judgment to, to God. We have to do it. As painful as yeah. that is. Yeah. It, it is. It's, it's very painful. painful, Margaret. It's very painful. But we must come against false teaching. And if the Pope yes, teaches what is false, too. we must not obey it. We yes, must not obey what is false. Mm-hmm. Mother, I want to also address what happened uh, over the weekend here in Illinois. Cardinal Zupich came up and openly bullied um, Bishop Gomez. That he spoke one sentence in address to um, Biden, his office, but mentioned abortion. He openly went on Twitter and bullied um, Bishop, um, Bishop Gomez. And how we pro-lifers can really have a cardinal who, again, goes against Catholic church teaching. It's it's unthinkable. Blind, just blind. I don't understand it, sweetheart. We have a second and a half before that music ends. You're welcome to call in again, dear Margaret. God bless you. And others on the line, forgive me. Call in tomorrow, please. Thank you.